What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Right, it's Monday. It's almost Halloween. Woo! Holy shit! Where'd this year go? I don't. You know, <laughs> it's so funny to me because like everybody is so excited about Halloween, and I don't mean to be the like douche that's like, yeah, it's Halloween. But Halloween for most of us horror fans out there, it's like year fucking round. Every day, Halloween is literally just. Horror decor day or month for us. That's where I can buy all the cool shit for my house. Dude, like we've got, like, I don't know what you do. You said you have like a black Christmas tree or some shit, right? Yeah. Like I have a-, a black Christmas tree with like purple and purple lights and some white lights or whatever. It's basically like a nightmare before Christmas. Christmas yeah. Yeah. So, but it's got a whole bunch of shit on it. We got like a, a red Christmas tree with a bunch of fucking zombie, like you have caution tape, yeah, on caution it. tape, yeah, yeah and like skulls. It's really cute. Yeah, I mean, we try to do it different. Christina wants to do a theme this year for each month, so Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. She's gonna put a bunch of turkeys on it for Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I guess. Some but gourds. we we put up our tree for three months out of the year. So yeah, my tree's been up since last year. <laughs> yeah, is that out of just like wanting to do it or just like fuck it? Well. <laughs> Like it's part, it's both. Okay. Like, it's probably right, like equal right. parts of both. But well, you can't be both. It's just no, more it's like both. okay. Like we didn't put it up until like the last I don't know week and a half of December. Okay, and we finally like got the tree because I was like I'm not paying full price for that motherfucker. So like, <laughs> we bought it for really cheap, and then um, I had a bunch of like really cool ornaments from when I was a kid. So nice and i yeah. put stuff on it and then i got more from um secret santa stuff for work and Ooh. you know they always get me nightmare before christmas or harry potter that's like it's the easy they're go too, to like, for you guys they're too scared to go like yeah. buy me stuff that's horror themed so they're yeah. just like do you have any like uh fucking what is it necromancer <laughs> like or fucking like what is that necrophilia movie i can't even think of why why am i having troubles the, the, oh necromantic, necromantic. that's what yeah. it is yeah <laughs> We need to do those. I am totally okay with that. Part one and two, yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. But what do you guys do? Do you guys do anything special for Halloween all the way up to Christmas? Do you do it year round? I mean, sound off in the comments. Guys, to give you guys an idea what we're going to be doing today on Monday, we're going to be doing something a little different. We wanted to watch a couple of the Tales from the Dark Side episodes. So this is going to be our Tales from the Dark Side, Volume 1, where we picked just a couple random few that we wanted to talk about and we kind of did a little bit of research on and uh, watched for your pleasure. Um, (laughs) But uh, how, how have you been, though, anyway? I'm good. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been a, a fucking hectic week. So, but I yeah. mean, I feel like every week is a hectic week for me. So it's, you know, it's the huge. Yeah. But now I'm like trying to actually plan out a fucking Halloween costume. Oh, yes. You mean which not, I never no. put any fucking effort into shit ever because I'm like, <laughs> I can just paint my face. It's fine. Yeah. Like, well, it's I like it's got to be extra special since it's Halloween. Yeah. Right? I come up with something last minute every time. Well, usually I'm so booked and I don't have to, or I'm out of town. So it's just like, I don't care. Right. Which but we're going to be pretty much out of town. We are. But this year I'm like, I have like half the shit that I already need. So I'm like, maybe I'm actually going to do a costume. So we'll see. It's, it's in the works. I have no clue. I'll be wearing my boxers maybe (laughs) fishing my dick out of my pants i'm sorry guys (laughs) sorry it's so horrible i feel like al bundy you know in the house gonna be a podcaster (laughs) (laughs) this is how yeah exactly wastoid podcaster 101 Uh, <laughs> as far as me, I like, I, I've been pretty fucking busy. Like last week we told you guys that we were, I was working on a track. Well, that track is actually going to be coming out technically tomorrow, but it's Friday the 13th this past Friday. So it'll be a couple of days ago for you guys, but we're recording this literally the day before. But just so you know, we've got some brand new shit that's happening with the BTV and everything like that. But I wanted to give a shout out to Emmett Brown. That's E-M-M-E-T-T-B-R-O-W-N. Two words. It's basically releasing a brand new EP. It just came out this past Friday for you guys uh, for $6.66. And it comes with a track that I sang on and helped do a little bit of production with. But the EP is called The Beast From Beneath. And uh, the track I did is called Death Sync, I think. Because we had so many names we were trying to come up with. But I wanted to give him a shout out. He's a really talented uh, synthwave producer. And uh, I think you guys should check him out. He has like two other releases out before this one for like $3.69. And it's like seven tracks each one. Giggity. And it's really good shit. Like both both of the releases are kind of different from one another. But some of them have similar things like his style. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but he's a really cool guy. If you guys are interested and you want to hear my shitty voice, <laughs> just kidding. Hopefully it's good. I hope it sounds great because I haven't heard the final product yet. But uh, yeah, if you haven't already, you could go and follow the link below or just go to Bandcamp and type in Emmett Brown. So I did go see Dance with the Dead and mm. Ghost Yeah, with another band called Neuron Spectre, <laughs> which is... A fun show. We went to the Rebel Lounge, and I, I really had a good time. Um, I actually was surprised. Dance with the Dead did a really good job. Ghost did, too, although the visuals for Dance with the Dead were just way more, like, intricate. Like, they had this whole reel, and everything went to the beat and everything like that, where Ghost is more, like, raw. He played a lot of new stuff, which was really cool. So I was really into that. I'm a big Synthwave fan. Uh, some of you, I know, a lot of you horror fans are probably metal fans more so, <laughs> yeah, which I usually. still like that shit. <laughs> too but i think if you can get into like stuff like john carpenter you can appreciate some of the synth wave that i talk about or maybe even produce in the show a little bit sim it's kind of breeze it kind of touches upon that but that's mm-hmm. like it's my own flair but that was an awesome show i got to go hang out with like my buddies and stuff and i don't ever get leave the house so it was kind of a big deal <laughs> <laughs> so um Some news on the BTV front, though, guys, that I wanted to let you know about. Uh, We got two new writers that are going to be writing for our 
website, longlivethevoid.com, and they're going to be writing in our news and reviews section. I'm going to have to change a name or whatever, but we got Kyle Laugh from the Laughing Horror Podcast that's going to be doing some of his takes on newer movies, older movies, whatever he feels like, really, because I, I gave him like full reign. I was like, do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to talk about, I want you to be inspired because I'm not paying you shit because we don't make any money here. <laughs> <laughs> we pay money. We don't make we don't money make here, guys. Money. Uh, also, uh, but yeah, and, and the sad news is about that, guys, is that Kyle Laugh, who's one of the better news people that you can find for a lot of horror stuff, he finds all this stuff. He was really good about that. Uh, he's actually going to be bouncing out of doing podcasting, at least for a little while, so that he can focus on writing. So I said, hey, man, come on over, dude. Uh, and he was really excited about it. So if you guys please check out the, the news section, I'll be posting it on all our social media and everything. So definitely give him a shout out. You can leave comments in the section and everything like that. So I don't know. I think that'll add more to our website. And not only that, we got Mark Doubt, who was on the show with us. He did Universal Problems, where we talked about the mummy and Universal movies and just horror in general. He's also a, a pretty damn fine artist that does black and white white art for his website which is housebythecemetery.bigcartel it's really good too and he'll do yeah. commission pieces but it's excellent something you guys may not have known is that mark's actually a really good writer and researcher and he's also going to be writing on the website too so expect to see some from both of our friends on that as well so welcome guys big shout out to you guys i'm so glad that they're part of the btv family yeah. We're growing. We are family. Just add water. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, they're now. both really awesome people. So I hope you guys check them out. We'll be doing that soon. So just keep an eye out. Other than that, and I know this is like a lot of information, but there is so much fucking shit going on right now. Like we just get gave a giveaway to the big box of horror. Well, during that time, I actually got hit up by... Someone who works with the Tether Group, also with in partnership with Universal Studios, who's putting out a free giveaway for you guys for the new Snowman movie that's coming out. And it's a chance to win a shirt, a letter from the snowman that's in an envelope. Excellent. And a snowman, like an actual snowman plushie with a removable head. Cute. So it's in a promotion for the new movie that's coming out, and I think it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. Michael Fassbender movie, right? Yes, it is, actually. The movie's going to be coming out on October 19th in theaters everywhere. It's uh, starring Michael Fassbender from X-Men. You got Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. And here's a synopsis. When an elite crime squad's lead detective, Harry Hole, Fassbender... (laughs) I know. Harry Hall, dude. <laughs> I know. I gotta say, like, oh I'm like, am I reading that That's right? so genius. Uh, he investigates the disappearance of a victim on the first snow of winter. He fears an elusive serial killer may be active again. With the help of a brilliant recruit, Ferguson, the cop must connect decades-old cold cases, cold, <laughs> to the brutal new one if he hopes to outwit his unthinkable evil before the next snowfall. So, but it's coming out and we'll have posted, we're going to be posting this this past weekend. So if you guys see it, all you have to do is just share it on Facebook or Twitter. Make sure that you link us, like tag us in the post and make sure it's public so that we can see it. 
So all you have to do is just say, hey, I'm doing the giveaway contest. And then and we'll pick one winner and you'll get a T-shirt, the letter and the snowman. It's free shit, guys. Plus, it looks like a pretty fucking cool movie. And I'm not just saying that because they're giving us free shit. But, I want the snowman. But thank you, uh, Mike from Tether Group and Universal. So, uh, but yeah, guys, check that out. I'll put the link below. But I think it might be that time. Horse shots! All right, guys, so today for our horror shot, we're going to be doing something very awesome. Super awesome. And it's in preparation for our Thursday's episode, which is going to be about Cemetery Man and Lucio Fulci's 1979 classic, Zombie, a.k.a. Zombie Flesh Eaters, a.k.a. Zombie 2, a.k.a. I could name off a billion different names that they gave it. Right. But in this drink, we wanted to add some ingredients that made up the movies that we watch, pretty much. So we took some sweet tea vodka. You're going to want to put one third of that, which is because I'm being super (laughs) stupid here. But British folk were in the movie. They like This is a stretch. I know, guys. But they like tea. British people like tea. And so do I, to be quite honest. Like, I love tea. Uh, So we put sweet tea vodka in there. That's one third. Then we put in some Italian. Italian. Amaretto liqueur. You're going to want to put one third of that in there. Then we also put in some Midnight Moon moonshine. A third of that. And then you're just going to splash in a little bit of, like, tea. Regular tea. (laughs) It could be sweetened. It could be unsweetened. We use unsweetened. So deal with it. A little bit of tea. Yeah, a little bit of tea. You see a theme here? Just a skosh. We got Italian movies with British actors. We figured this is the perfect combination for a... Dead romance. Ooh, this is a dead romance, guys, so you're going to want to make love to this piece of shit. (laughs) Stick it in your butthole. And we figure these are movies that have zombies in them, so what better way to kill a zombie than a... Shotgun, right? Yes. Though oh, I don't the... think they have a shotgun in the... Oh, they do have a shotgun in the zombie movie. In zombie, yeah. But they don't in the, no, in the Cemetery No, he has a little man. pistol. But whatever. So we chilled this. We put it in a mixer. We shook it up with some ice. <laughs> and we're pouring it in. Right now. <laughs> to shotgun shell like shot glasses. My favorite shot glasses ever. Yeah, I love these. They're so cute. You know, the reason that we have these is because we did a Kurt Cobain shot. Yes, he told me that. Yeah, so that's why. That's excellent. Which is so fucked this up. Is such bad taste, Alex. Bad taste. Oh, it, it tasted great, by the way. Uh-huh. So good that our old co-host, Mike, puked on uh, live while we are recording. Yes, that's excellent. I love it. And I'll put a link down below so you guys can check that out if you want to hear it. Well, guys, this is a dead romance. It's a dead romance. Cheers. Yeah. That's good. It's actually not bad at all. No, I like it. I want to do another one. The tea is a little weird. We don't have another enough for another one. God damn it. <laughs> but guys, if you want to check out how to make a dead romance... All you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. The link will be below, but if you want to find it there, you can. That's it for horror shot! So, I think it's time that we step into the fucking news. What do you think, Brittany? I'm ready for the fucking news. All right, it's the, the fucking, fucking news! news! 
Here is the fucking news. We picked up a few things, some things that we kind of want to talk about. At least I do. Um, one of the first things on the list, you guys might have seen me poking around on social media about the Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Season three, four, and five. I don't know if you heard about this, but Ash vs. Evil Dead season three got pushed back to February. A lot of people are speculating that that is in part because of the Walking Dead series. They didn't want to compete with all these other big shows, so they pushed it to February. Notoriously, Ash vs. Evil Dead is always released around Halloween. So it was kind of a big hit to the to the gut for fans of the show. Well, after that was reported... It was also reported that Stars, the channel that hosts Ash vs. Evil Dead, is going to be dropping the series after Season 3 releases in February. So a lot of people were pretty upset about hearing about this, and one of them went to the internet streets <laughs> and decided to make a petition, which is all good and well. Like, that's a really super awesome thing to do is to try to get some some kind of help from the community of a horror community to try to help keep this show alive. But, unfortunately, petitions don't always really do exactly what you want them to do. No. They may bring attention to it, but there's got to be another plan in place. So Bruce Campbell not only signed this petition, but he also put up a statement about why he felt the show was not doing so well and why he thinks this is what you can do to try to help boost the show and maybe show stars that, hey, this is a show people want to watch. Now, according to Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead and the Ash vs. the Evil Dead series, he has said that this is one of the most pirated shows, and I'm assuming that he means by on stars, like as one of the most downloaded on stars. So he said, if you want to help out with trying to make that a reality of uh, trying to keep this show alive for seasons four and five, because apparently they've been writing the shit out of this show because they're just on a roll. Right. Which personally, my opinion, I saw season one, didn't like it. Very disappointed. Season two came around. I think it was like halfway through and I was like, okay, I get it. That was the same thing with me. I get it now. Like, I'm like, I get it. So you actually ended up watching more? Yeah. No, I, I like almost totally up to date on it, but it was, I felt kind of the same way. Like I start, I liked it at first, but then I, it lost me mm -hmm. and I finished the, se the season and I just went, hmm. I had not this, sure. I had this uneasy kind of feeling about it, and I just wasn't impressed necessarily. I, I don't know if impressed is really the right word to use, but I wasn't, I didn't want to come back. Right. No, you mean after season one? Yes. Yeah, no, no, totally. I um, I didn't even watch the, the like, what is it called? The um, finale? Yeah, the last two episodes. Yeah. Like, I was just done, but apparently those last two episodes They're, actually were really good yeah. for the season. They were pretty decent. Yeah. But, and, you know, it's like it kind of, renewed my interest into it but i still wasn't very intrigued and we had talked about it a bit and i was like nah i'm not into it i'm done well like, i i personally felt like i abandoned my hero in a way yeah, so did I. because i was like how do i not like this how is he behind this blah 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 well bruce campbell said that you know while this is one of the most illegally downloaded shows on stars 
uh, that there is a way that you can try to help out, and he calls it the Bruce Campbell method. Okay, <laughs> and then this is the way you do it, guys. If you're interested in the show, even if you're not like and you just love Bruce, do him a solid, right? Like if Bruce Campbell says, "Hey guys, I need your help." He's a big enough icon that you could go. All right, Works in my opinion. Uh, so he said, one, download the Stars app, do the 30 day free trial, binge the show seasons one and two, delete the app, cost to you. Zero dollars. He said, number two, purchase stars through your local cable provider. Cost to you. Obviously, the prices will vary depending on the ISP or the people that you pay cable for. But you could do that. I'm pretty sure it's actually cheaper if you just do the app directly. Right. Number three that you can do is purchase the show's DVDs and Blu-rays. Merchandising is super important, he says. If you fork over the dough, you get the show. The cost to you, DVDs at Walmart are about $14.96 for season one. And Walmart sells the season two for $23.82. Blu-rays for those same seasons, $14.96 for the first season and $23.82. So they're pretty much the same price for season two. So that's one way. So we decided to buy the Blu-rays. We were mm-hmm. like, fuck it. I'm just going to get it. Then he said, start binge watching uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. If you have the app, introduce friends to the show. And if you've already done all of the above, there's still one more thing you can do. And that's sign the petition on change.org by Carlos Mazal. Uh, it's already hit over 10,000 as I'm talking about this now, but I'm pretty sure it'll get up to 15,000 by the time. I'm sure. Yeah, I keep getting email notifications. Are like, you had someone sign up through you. You had someone sign up through you. You had yeah. someone. I was like, How do oh, I turn cool. this off? <laughs> I actually made a change, but I can't turn it off. <laughs> I don't turn this off. <laughs> anyway, all the links are below. I did want to touch on this one more bit, and I know I'm fucking. We're going long here, guys. But I was a little surprised by the responses I got. I posted on Horror Amino. Uh, the response there was pretty good and real positive. Obviously, I posted on Reddit, not so positive. Uh, I posted on uh, anything positive on. One of the horror communities in Google Plus, which is actually still a thing. Um, I go on there and talk to people all the time. But that was like a lot of people were like, let it die. Just let it go. And I was like, no. I was like, I abandoned it after first season one. And then it proved me wrong. And season two, I was like, hell no, I'm not abandoning it. You know, there's plenty of other shows that need to die before this one. A lot of people were really angry. I was surprised a little bit. But, you know, the Internet. So, yeah, that's everybody's fucking angry. Right. Like I got into a discussion. I said, apparently I said, apparently they say it's the one of the most downloaded illegally shows or shows downloaded illegally because no one wants to pay for anything. And someone was like, no, it's not. That's not even that's 100 percent not true. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just reporting to you what I heard from Bruce Campbell. And then they started getting into semantics with me about like, oh, well, you know, Bruce Campbell's a liar. And if you're a real horror fan, you would know. And I'm like, what? Dude, I'm not here to measure dicks. Like, I'm just here to say, hey, I like the show. Help support it if you like it. If you don't, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Let's not argue. If you don't, then don't sign the petition. Yeah, like, don't. It's not a big deal. You (laughs) Don't get the Stars app. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's no big deal. But if you are fans of Bruce Campbell or the show or both, do those things. That's all you got to do. Or you can do what I do. 
And when the new season comes out, you can pay for the fucking month of whatever of stars or wait till well, it's aired. It's going to be like three months because they have the mid-season finale. And whatever shit. it is, but wait till it comes out, pay for it, binge watch it. You spend the money to watch one season, if that, and maybe you still have a free trial. Use someone else's. Right, you can buy up. it digitally and everything. Because when I actually only got the app or did the trials so I could watch American Gods. Oh, yeah. American Gods oh. is on there. There's a couple of really good There's shows on stars, really actually. Really great shows on stars. Not and all of them are horror, but... That's when I binged Ash vs. Evil Dead, because I was like, oh, fuck, I've been meaning to watch this for forever, but I'm not paying 15 fucking dollars a month through my cable provider. Right. It's like seven ninety nine, I think, a month for on the like for stars. the app. For the Stars app. And yeah. there's all these movies, and they have new movies, all kinds of shit is on there. Like, And you can cancel it whenever, and restart it whenever. Yeah, like when the mid-season finale goes. Right, so then... I wait until the season's done, and then I pay for it for the time that I want to watch it, and then I watch it, and then I turn it off. Right. This is something that us as a horror community can help out. Something that we can affect. And and believe me, guys, I've watched shit for free. I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? But because of it, I'm actually going out and buying it. Because I, for whatever reason, TV shows are not very important to me. But when it comes to something like this, I was like, maybe I should be. So we started buying Ghost Adventures. We started buying all that shit because we just don't want to give back to it. You know what I mean? Because we enjoy it so much. But anyway... In other news, <laughs> now that we've jerked ourselves off in your mouths, all night long. <laughs> Apple is actually closing in on picking up the reboot of Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, hmm. which I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but I remember one of the when Netflix first kicked off like online and did streaming, Amazing Stories was on there like as a permanent mainstay for like years. I don't know if it's still up there anymore, but these are old shows, kind of like Tales from the from the Dark Side, um, but were a little bit more not horror-related. Mm-hmm. Some stories were kind of horror-related, but not all. Um, but they're basically looking to buy this, and I think they're going to be ended up doing it, which could be good and bad. They'll probably have it in their little walled-in garden, you know, maybe with the Apple product stuff, so that could be the bad thing about it. By under Jamie Ehrlich and Zach Van Amberg, heads of the newly formed Worldwide Video Programming Division. Uh, the tech giant is nearing a deal for the remake of the cult Spielberg-produced anthology series, which aired from 1985 to 1987 on MPC. The project is written by Hannibal and American Gods' Brian Fuller, was originally set up at NBC two years ago, actually, and it comes from Spielberg's Amblin TV and Universal TV with Amblin TV's Daryl Frank and Justin Falvey executive producing the reboot alongside Fuller. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I really actually did enjoy those shows as a kid. I used to watch them with my family after dinner. So I think it was on at like seven or something like that. I can't remember. It's been so long. But I posted in Do You Love Horror, and a couple of people were like, I remember this cartoon episode about the dog, and I remember this episode about the plane landing, and the guy drew the tire on the plane, and it actually landed. There was like a guy stuck in the bottom belly of a fucking war plane that would shoot, and he was going to get killed because they didn't have landing gear. So he drew a tire on the bottom, and they were able to land it. It was a cartoon tire. That's awesome. So little weird stories, I thought... Pretty cool. So any of you guys excited about that? Awesome. 
I was going to be like, yeah. I, I didn't hear anything from you guys, so I'm assuming that, no, you're not excited. No, I'm kidding. Gonna, I was going to beat people in the background, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if you wanted me to. I was like, yeah, whoa, my God. Uh, also, Scorn, the video game that's coming out Yay. for PC and Windows 10, did reach its goal on Kickstarter. They Woo! were just shy of their second stretch goal, uh, which would have given extra characters and creatures and stuff. Aww. But, you know, sometimes I've noticed with these Kickstarters, they kind of figure out a way to make, to it, make happen it happen anyway. Yeah. So I'm a backer on it. If you guys haven't seen the game already, it looks like fucking H.R. Giger fucking took a fucking cum load all over my face <laughs> and then kissed me with raisins in his mouth. Ew. <laughs> That visual is, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a little drunk. I'm sorry, guys. I... <laughs> I'm like curious as to what deep depth of hell that came from I, in your brain. <laughs> literally, I have no idea. The dark primordial ooze, ooze. of my brain. Yes. Ooze? Anyway, <laughs> so they ended up with 192,487 of the 150,000 pledged euro. Um, that they were trying to get, which is essentially like I think over two thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars for the right. game. Two grand? What? No way! Yeah, <laughs> but it looks fucking fabulous. It's... I'm gonna be getting all these books and like all this shit. It's gonna be coming out in a year, but I'm paying it forward. It's so fucking cool. It looks beautiful. I play a little bit of it. Yeah. It's really cool. It's fucking cool. Um, but anyway, just giving that a shout out, I'm sure they'll probably have a backer kit program. So if you wanted to catch in on some of that, you guys can probably jump on that and I'll probably post it on our social media or tell you about it here. Also, uh, one of our buddies actually, who's in a band and he's probably one of the most, uh, hardest working individuals in the scene. He's great. Uh, Michael Jenny and Tamara Jenny have started a new project. They're uh, really cool individuals who make great music and are really good hearted individuals who love animals they're both great I like us them. they've got a new project that they're doing on kickstarter speaking of kickstarter called Beals the buddies yeah so it's basically clothing for cats or dogs as well as beds for cats or dogs and they've got like a satanic sort of yeah. uh it's basically like let's say black craft or kill star for your pets for your pets yeah but like cool yeah, it's it, you don't necessarily have to <laughs> believe in Satanism cool, or like try to want to summon demons or anything, but you yeah, know you, you do. <laughs> you do. But dude, guys, if you haven't seen this fucking video for this Kickstarter, it's so great! <laughs> it is so worth it. I'm gonna put a link down below. But they literally do a fucking dog metal band, <laughs> and they have the dog growling into the mic with like effects. And, like, made a song with the dog growling, and it's fucking amazing. I tried sharing it, and I don't know if everybody got it. They're amazing. It's fucking great. So, um, they are trying to hook us up. They're going to be giving a bed to us, one bed. Oh, my God. So, if Murray doesn't use it, it's yours. Uh, Pig needs it. Yeah. If, if he uses beds, it's all yours. T- but Mike we got to take, we got to do a photo shoot with it or something. Mike and Tamara, can we please stick my pig in his great white shark costume in the bed? <laughs> Oh, my God. So, so cute. But, guys, check it out. I think it's worth a view. And I'm not just saying that because they're our friends. Like, literally, it is one of the funniest things I've seen. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's great. amazing. It's fucking great. Just fucking do it. Everybody <laughs> loves animals. <laughs> fucking do it. Mike and Tamara, we love the fuck out of you guys. Yeah. Full disclosure, we love them. Pretty much. <laughs> we, we love you. Also, in the news, we have some uh, deleted scenes that um, apparently Bill Skarsgård from the new It movie 
who played Pennywise, was on Variety's Playback podcast, and he had talked about a scene that was going to be deleted, and he called it really, really disturbing. (laughs) This is what he said. Uh, He said, there was a scene we shot that was a flashback from the 1600s before Pennywise was technically Pennywise. The scene turned out really, really disturbing, and I'm not the clown. I look more like myself. It's very disturbing and sort of a backstory for what it is or where Pennywise came from. We did some digging and found that they scrapped the scene in its entirety on Reddit. Um, This is bloody disgusting reporting this, by the way. They did the research, so I'm giving them the credit for show. For show. Uh, Skarsgård wasn't kidding. It is indeed quite disturbing. Just let's just say he eats a fucking baby. He basically all right? eats a baby. Just fucking yeah, it's cool. Alex doesn't want to do it. I don't want to be read it because cool. I don't want to bore the shit out of you guys. But I mean, Dude, like, dope. I was like, I'm hoping my 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 curiosity now is is that I've heard that the director was actually going to be doing a director's cut, and I'm kind of wondering if they have that in there. I hope they do. Let's just. Uh... They don't know because Skarsgård's not said whether or not it was going to be in the extras or anything. But fuck, dude. Like, I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't condone eating babies, clearly, from the 1600s. But maybe they did back then. It was a cool thing. Why wouldn't you? Protein. (laughs) It's fine. Everyone's dying from We have nothing against babies, guys. It's so, I don't know. It's so fucking cool. Like, how they describe the scene is just so dope. If you want to read the scene, guys... I'll put the link below. I could talk about it, but I don't want to bleed your mind. If you want to read the scene with me, guys, hit me up and we'll do it. <laughs> wow, you whore. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, it's cool. I want to do it. <laughs> in the last bit of news, we got George Romero, who recently passed. Um, rest in peace, Rip. George Romero. Finally, he's getting his Hollywood Walk of Fame star and... It's back in August. We talked about this. There was a fundraiser that was launched to pay for the Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Because if you guys don't know this, the shit, you have to pay for it. It's not like they just hand them out. They're like, here you go. We'll do all the work. Um, No, you actually have to pay for your own star. So George Romero was selected to receive prior to his passing. And as silly as it is, these things cost a whole lot of money. They tried to raise the money for it. Apparently... The fundraiser never ended up raising its goal amount, but that's okay because Romero is getting his star this October. So this month, via Hollywood Walk of Fame producer Anna Martinez on Twitter this afternoon, George Romero will be honored with a posthumous Walk of Fame star on October 25th. And on that same night, Prospect House Entertainment, Glendale Arts, and Chris Rowe Management, along with George A. Romero's close family and friends, they're going to celebrate Romero's life and career with the official tribute and memorial. It begins at 7 p.m. at the Alex Theater in Glendale, California. So if you're there, guys, I highly recommend you figure out how to go because oh, I yeah. totally would. I wish I could. They're going to do a Q&A with celebrity fans and friends along with a screening of this creep show movie. So you can grab your tickets from the Alex Theater's website, but I'll post the link to this down below so you can guys can do it if you're in California. But that's it, guys. That's it for the news. So now it's time for us to do our Tales from the Dark Side, Volume 1. We picked out a couple of good ones for you, and you're going to want to stick around to check these out. Uh, If you don't want to watch them, we'll tell you all about them. 
Yeah. And we'll try not to spoil it each one, but mm. they're really short. Yeah. So we feel like if you want to check them out, you can go on Shudder and check them out. Although there are a few missing episodes in the seasons for some odd it's reason. The weirdest shit ever. I know. I like even on Amazon. It's like I'm so confused. I have the disc set, but stick around, guys. We're going to talk about Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side, Volume 1, Select Picks of BTV. Whatever, we're not going to put that in the title, by the way, because that's way too fucking long. So we picked a couple that we thought would be interesting for you guys and that we thought were along the lines of scary. We did a little bit of research and tried to figure out which were the best because it's been a little while since I've watched it. I've watched it like three. I've watched this, all the seasons like three times, although I feel like I missed out on season four somehow. I'm not 100%, but I need to go through the whole thing. So we wanted to add this as a new segment for you guys to check out the TV show from the 80s that were really popular for a little while there. But this episode, so the first one that we're going to be talking about is called Inside the Closet. And this is season one, episode seven. seven. So Brittany watched this right as we before we went online because we got confused on which ones we were watching. <laughs> mixed up episodes. But we've, we got to watch it. Whoops. Um, this is starring Fritz Weaver, who looks a hell of a lot like David Gale. Yeah. Um, from the reanimator series. <laughs> and Roberta Weiss, who was murdered in the movie called The Dead Zone. She's also a really hot old lady. Yeah, is she? Yeah. I haven't looked at her recently. She's really hot. <laughs> I mean, she's not that old, but she's hot. It was uh, written by Michael McDowell, and it was, believe this or not, directed by Tom Savini. Oh, yeah. Special effects master. And also director. You know, he did a lot of work and was an actor in a lot of different movies. He directed Night of the Living Dead. He acted in Maniac, the original, as well as From Dust Till Dawn and quite a few other things. You probably should know who Tom Savini is because yeah. he also acted in Dawn of the Dead, which was one of his shining moments in uh, practical makeup effects. Pretty much. So and he also gave him his career. Does like basically any horror convention that'll have him. If right. Yeah. Them. So he's he'll probably be there. Also, it was produced in part by George Romero and a few others. But I just wanted to point that out because we were just talking about he it. had a hand in it. Yeah. Uh, so the story is about a door that is more than it appears. When a young girl moves into a house while going to college to get her graduate degree, she finds a small mid half size door in the room that she's staying in and a ghoulie like monster pops out for good, ridiculous, cheesy and awkward fun. <laughs> What are your thoughts about this episode since you got to see it just now? It's all fresh in your brain. It is all fresh in my brain. I'm, I'm glad we, we settled on this one. Right? It was so much better than the other it one, right? It was so much better. 
The other one is just, uh, I mean, it's cool because Seth Green's in it, but like. It was boring. It was fucking boring. It was cool, but there was just nothing to talk about. No, You're like, fuck it. There's no like substance to it. But this episode was cool. It was, it's interesting idea behind it and the twist that they throw in at the end. Right. You know, it's kind of something that you're thinking they're alluding to a little bit throughout the episode, but you're like, nah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's just silly. I mean, the it's acting is shitty, but all the all well, of the shows... Bad. I mean, it is. I mean, <laughs> what's his name is really good. The uh, uh, Fritz Weaver. Yeah, but she's pretty good, too. She's not awful. No, she, she didn't do anything special. Fritz Weaver mm-hmm. has the character. She doesn't really do anything special, but still, yeah. she's not bad. <laughs> like, I seen, wanted her to dance like a puppet. I've seen bigger budget movies with... More terrible acting. So. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but so, uh, yeah. so what did you think of it? Like, just on a general spectrum, we'll get into like the synopsis and stuff, and like kind of break it down. It's probably easily the one of the best for the series. Um, well, they say. I mean, I don't know if I'm on board with that. But no, I mean, I don't know. It's it's not necessarily scary, but it is. The creature's freaky as fuck. It's not scary. I feel like, but at all, I, I feel like it has its moments where you're just like, oh. Oh, no, no. Like, it's uncomfortable. Right. Because it's little things that, like, you may have feared as a child or you may still fear as an adult that they kind of hint at or touch on. And you're just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, obviously, nobody likes tiny little doors that they can't open. I Yeah, I would the, never sleep in a room with a tiny no, door. No, I would have put a fucking, like, 18 dressers over that fucking right. thing or yeah, something. Like, I would have hit it. I can't stare at that. With, like, 500 pounds of weights in front of it so that right. nothing could get out of it. Yeah, I can't fucking stare at that shit. I hate having open doors, like, to my bedroom. It, like, makes me uncomfortable. I also don't like to sleep by a door. Like, I, there's all <laughs> these, like, little things that I don't like doing. Like, weird little superstitious fears that I've had since I was a kid that I still like you know and then like there's a part where she puts her foot out over the side of the bed and it's just oh, like oh that's like a total kid thing no right cover there. and it, yeah. that is still something I will not ever do yeah I don't like my feet outside I can't the do that like yeah. I can put my feet outside the blanket like I'll do that if I get hot but they will never go over the bed go over the bed <laughs> they will never be like sitting there in limbo freely like with the wind touching them like on the, the breeze or <laughs> if something demons. can reach out and touch my foot like yeah, that the demons no. lick lacking your, t- your yeah, foot yeah they're gonna fucking DJ my diddle toes and like it's gonna be super <laughs> Wait, uncomfortable what? I don't know like they're gonna DJ my diddle they're gonna toes. lick between my toes and it's weird and I don't know give it up for DJ, DJ diddle toes <laughs> I yeah I just you're welcome Jesus Christ the next Skrillex that's well, I call it name. lick lack your foot. You like, did. what does that fucking I mean? I said DJ McDiddle toes. It's fine. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, it's someone's like some fucking hipster is going to use that name now, though. Like, the next up and coming Skrillex is going to be I DJ feel like, McDiddle toes. You know, like DJ Diddle toes. DJ Diddle toes. I'm not making fun of anybody, by the way. Yeah, I am. But the name is horrendous. Please don't use it. Please do it. We'll sue you. You better fucking credit me, though, and send me some money. We will sue you. I get 25%. I get the rest. Yeah. (laughs) My thoughts on this episode, though, and and like I haven't been like consistently watching a bunch of these. I think I watched three in preparation for this because we weren't sure which ones to watch, and Brittany didn't have much time, so I was like, I'll do the, I'll do, I'll do the work for you. I'll take the hit just in case. And we watched Monster in the My Closet, which was with Seth Green before this, and I was like, no, yeah. it's it's good, but it's not that good. But I think of this one, I I think it's 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 cool because like you know it's a college girl comes to find. 
her place to rent. And the older man that lives there is like really um, unique and sort of eccentric. And he doesn't allude to much. She keeps asking him questions and he just kind of brushes it off and says weird shit to her. He's just an uptight prick. Right. And (laughs) it's not eccentric. He's just an asshole. (laughs) he, He talks about like her moving into his old daughter's room. And she he doesn't really say why she's moving into his daughter's room. So she just assumes that he's an old guy. So that girl grew up. And then she starts hearing noises and he tells her that the closet's locked and it will never be opened. He lost the key. She lost the key. The daughter. Oh, the daughter lost the key. The daughter lost the key a long time ago. It's this tiny half-sized door. The girl goes poking about, obviously. Isn't that how pretty much they all start? You know, like all the horror stories. Nothing creative Horror trope about the idea of this episode. Yeah, but it's like, you know, from the 80s. Yeah, there's nothing creative about it. Right. This has been done and rehashed a million fucking times. Probably. But the creature is what makes it unique. Right. And Tom Savini did the creature in this, by the way, guys. It's cool. Uh, But she hears noises first, and she thinks it's like a rat. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of interesting. They play on that for a little bit. It's These are 20-minute episodes, by the way. It's funny that her brain instantly goes, there's a rat in that closet. My ass would have been like, it's a fucking monster. Right. It's there's definitely, something in it. It's definitely not a rat. And even the guy who runs or owns the place, the fucking old guy, he's like, oh, there are no rats in this establishment or whatever the, the fuck he says. The only rats in this house are in formaldehyde. Yeah, that's what he says. I'm like, yes, sir. But <laughs> it turns too. out that it's a face-eating monkey. Of some sort. It's a, I, <laughs> it's a fucking hairless fucking face eating monkey with red fucking eyes. Which is like actually his daughter. Right. Which she's super pretty. I gotta Gorgeous. Admit. I mean, I'd fuck her. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Boy, the clam clap meter just clam went through clap. the roof. <laughs> That's amazing. You just go running at each other and her little wild monkey pale ass fucking jumps at you. You know, no, it was that gray butt. Like that little that little glimmer of that gray ass. Comes screeching out of it on a going around that chair. I was just like, oof girl. <laughs> Gotta you, get me some of that. <laughs> do you know what's funny to me? Is when it scuttled under the bed. <laughs> I call it scuttling it's because scuttling. it's really kind of scuttles That's under the bed. Is. She like hears a noise and then you see its little fucking pale <laughs> ass like go under the bed. And the first thing I thought of was the fucking uh Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead, where she's like, Horrid little creature scuttled Scuttle right in front of me. <laughs> This place is infested with vermin. Vermin. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> glorious. Uh, but yeah, it's not really a a, a weird pale face eating monkey per se, but it's about per the size. Se. <laughs> it's about that size, just a little weirder. And that's it's a monkey size. Yeah, or small child size. Yeah, little daughter it's size. Fucking same. Yeah, small child monkey. It's basically the same thing. Uh, do you have any favorite? parts in this that you can think of off the top of your head i wrote some down yes actually okay like my favorite little scene from this quick 20 minute episode um is actually after it's guttles under the bed <laughs> under the bed um and she starts to finally go back to sleep and try and she finds this like comfort comfortability i guess or you know she has a sense that nothing's actually going on she goes whatever back to bed and um it the camera like really slowly pans down Okay. Like t- from her face and her going back to sleep, and then it pans down to the side of the bed, and and then slowly it comes up underneath the bed, and then all of a sudden it comes to this set of what are seemingly eyes at first, but they're closed, and okay. then all of a sudden they open, and these are these like really fucking gross, bloodshot, gooey 
eyeballs. Oh yeah, I guess like you're right. Staring. I remember that. I was, I was thinking like, you were talking about the other mo- other one because they do that in the monster of my yeah that was, my room. Yeah, there was only like one cool part of that episode. Yeah, anyway, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really cool how they did it, and that was your first introduction to the monster, other than it's the little gray butt scuttling under the bed, right? But this was really your first interaction with an introduction to the monster, the the, the creature. It was a cool moment like the right. effects on like that creature is just interesting freaky, looking it yeah. is kind of it, it, it's not as freaky when you see it in its entirety later on it just right. looks a little silly but as a child seeing that i would be freaked, freaked out fuck yeah dude i would be like petrified. i would have been freaked out like well if that's in my fucking room oh yeah i would have ran down the fucking hall i would have left <laughs> I would have ran out the door, like, by parents, like, someone else will adopt me, see you later, like, I would not be there anymore. Yeah, the, the red that. eyes, it's like, it looks like a pale ghoulies character. Right, but that scene was just cool, like, that, yeah, that I whole, agree. like, slow, like, cut down to it. Because he then, s- tries to grab her leg, though, doesn't he? That's before. Right before, okay. Yeah, this is when she gets back into bed, and then they do this weird slow motion, like, sweep of the arm out yeah, underneath, little, like, and it's five minutes after her fucking legs are off the bed, so I'm little, like, that was little stupid. Little milky fist. <laughs> Milky fist. <laughs> like that sounds really gross when you say that. Sounds actually. disgusting. Yeah, it sounds like someone jacked off a whole lot yeah. in their fist, and they're just like, uh, check out my milky is. fist. Sorry, DJ Milky Fist. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it was it was really cool. Other than that being your first real introduction to the creature, it was just visually neat. Right, and she at and this point, gross. and and just to kind of break down the synopsis a little bit more for you. She starts to realize that there's more going on, and you start to realize that the old man knows more than he does. Well, sort of, not really. Um, but then all of a sudden, she like sees the door open that's at the foot of her bed. It's like three or four feet away from the foot of her bed. The door opens again, and she goes over to look at it, and the fucking weird face-eating fucking pale red-eyed monkey just comes jumping and lurching out on her back and starts screeching, and it scratches her, and then she falls back, and you can hear it's like a snap noise. I think, yeah, well, I think it's before she falls down. I think it snaps her neck technically as she's Is standing it? there. Is it? Okay. Because you, yeah, you hear snap that weird noise. noise before she falls. Right, and then it's like screeching, and then it drags her into that little fucking... Which she would never fit in there, right? I don't know, cause like it was weird, cause like folds her body up, like sure if that's a trick wall in the back, but I don't know. Well, yeah, cause like she it's does so open small. it one time, and there's like girls' clothes, little girls' the, clothes. Yeah, in there. the last time before that monster actually comes out, she does open it, and there's shit in the closet. Right, but every well, not time shit, but, there's you know. probably actual shit in there. <laughs> the monster lives in there. It's and like it has red. Poop, right? It's just red poop. Just fucking radiating red shadoobs. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> They're there, but yeah, it was yeah, that was weird. Like I, I noticed that too, and I'm just like, what the why? I don't know because it's like it's it like it weird, lives in the wall, but it like it has con- like a rotating door or something. Yeah, shit it was in a weird bank. continuity thing for me because every other time she's opened the door, there's nothing in there. Right, and then like her rat trap disappears that she puts in there, and it's just this tiny little space that a a person couldn't fit in. How they're making it look like a person unless you fold a person up a million times by breaking all their bones oh yeah then you could fit someone in there well maybe an eater and but it's that's like, why I'm like never ending stomach yeah but then you come later and you see it opens again before she meets the creature that night and then there's all these clothes and weird shit in this little tiny cubby hole right and you're like where'd all this fucking shit come from but she doesn't talk about it it's just there right and that's it and I'm like, what? Well, that's like right on? before she gets taken by the fucking grease. This is monkey. before she goes to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that night. 
little red eyed grease monkey. Little red eyed grease monkey. <laughs> it is kind of greasy looking. It is greasy looking. Yeah, everything is all slimy. All those creatures are all sli- always slimy looking. So, so to to wrap it up for you guys, basically at the end, obviously spoiler alert. Um, long ago, uh, <laughs> probably about like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden you hear it screeching, and then the, and the creature comes down the stairs, all stupid, like. As- yeah, as the, the it's dude's funny though talking to yeah he's like he's like mom. Here, co- well he's talking to the girl's mom on the phone oh trying right. to convince her that like he doesn't know where her daughter is but she'll call eventually oh the girl that died that died yeah. yeah and he's talking to her but then out of like behind him and it's all grainy and blurry right you see this stupid little creature like beep 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 coming down the yeah because it's not like its legs aren't exactly so it's like kind of stiff <laughs> it's so but it's stupid. walking down yeah it's kind of funny and then he's like all cuddly kissy with it like Ugh. yeah like it's his daughter don't put your mouth on that like that's weird don't put your mouth on that you yeah. know where that's been like kill it punch it with kill, fire fucking kill it <laughs> what are you thinking set it on fire hit it yeah i would have like, <laughs> break its little grease red eye monkey neck you're right like, there you're gonna die grease monkey why would Fuck be, you <laughs> i guess it's his kid so whatever I think it's, that's what they allude to at the end and this right. is the beautiful thing about Tales from the Dark Side is it's basically horror anthology Twilight Zone. Right. It's like if we sat down for 10 minutes and did a grave plots. <laughs> like, like, it gets like, real fucking weird in the end. Yeah. It makes no sense. See, yeah. this is why we need our own fucking TV show and a fucking billionaire fucking producer, guys, because we could make some real fucking shows for you. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Gory Games would be a hit. Like, we, we could do a Black it. Mirror, but we would call it, like, Beyond the Void, and then it would just be this fucking kick-ass show, right? Right. <laughs> Because we're awesome. We're so cool. <laughs> but on the end note there, I mean, I feel like we should be starting to try to score these, but I feel like it's a little too early for us to really score these. We need to revisit this to score. Yeah, I think, I think so. After we after we compare some others. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. But like on our first viewing, it's, it's hard to tell because there's so many different episodes with so many different stories, but I thought the creature was cool. So, I mean... It's not an amazing story, but... I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Right. And, all right. Start that off. 6 or 7 for me, too. But to be honest, guys, like you have to put yourself in the in the 80s here. Which was my hardest. Right. This is what it, me and Brittany were yeah. talking about before we actually did this segment. We were talking about how she didn't grow up during that time. So she was... And in a way, she's kind of spoiled because she's used to seeing so much on TV, so many different ideas flowing around that she's seen a lot more than I would have gotten to see as a child growing up because I'm old as fuck and I'm dying. Jesus. (laughs) You're not even that fucking old. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying, like, in the 80s, like, that shit was like a real treat because we didn't, as a kid, I didn't really have access to cable, internet, any of that shit. Like, I think we had, like, one channel that was cable, and it was called Super TV on the East Coast for me. Oh, that's cute. And it was, like, that was it. And it was, like, I think... He-Man. I think they had Super TV, and then there was, like, Cinemax, and then HBO. There was, like, three channels. But this came on, and I was like, fuck yeah, like, this is dark and scary. It's kind of like the goosebumps of the 80s. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's fair. Right? Or it's just horror Twilight Zone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little more amped up with, like, special practical effects, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. 
I like it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you're, you know, I don't know. It, it spawned a lot of incredible things. Right. So if you guys, if you haven't checked out the shows and you want to give it a whirl, you could probably find it online. You could probably buy the whole thing for like 15, 20 bucks, like the entire four seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On He's, digital, maybe even less. I'm I don't know. Sure the whole box sets on Amazon for fairly cheap. Yeah. I think I got it for 20 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah. It's worth it. I, I mean, think so. There's a lot of people that are extremely relevant to the horror community, whether it was just back in the 80s and 90s or re- still relevant today. And there's a lot of actors and actresses that had little bit roles in these things. Oh, that are and, really producers, cool to watch. and producers, like special effects, like everything. George Romero had a hand in these. Tom Savini had a hand in these. Like right. Seth Green's in there's one of the talent. episodes. Like there's a lot of really, really cool starts. Starts for a lot of people. Not Maybe not necessarily a start, but a big role in their career i guarantee you most on. people didn't even know like realize this shit maybe back in the 80s as much no because i think the only way they had to to tune into this kind of information was like fangoria that and like gore zone and yeah. shit like that you know yes you're correct so we're <laughs> like, spoiled these days guys spoiled. you guys have no idea enough of that old bullshit <laughs> Uh, we want to move on to our second episode. <laughs> the next old bullshit. Of the Cutty Black Sow. The Cutty Black Sow, just to say it normally. <laughs> the yeah. Cutty Black Sow. I like that better. Uh, yeah, it sounds like the old lady. But it's uh, from season four. It's the last season, episode 14, one of the last episodes. I think there was like four extra ones on the DVD set that I got that were never aired. Sounds right. So I'm like, uh, I still even watch those. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to watch all of these now. Like, I, But I don't want to watch them without us talking about them right. in a way. So it's going to be like stretched out over a whole fucking year almost. Pretty much. Um, but anyway, this episode takes place on Halloween. Oh, yeah. And a boy is warned by his dying grandmother about the cutty black sow. Which is a Celtic demon that basically steals the souls of those who die on Hallow's Even, which is what they used to call it back in the day, Hallow's Even, then turn into Hallow's Eve, and then they turn it into Halloween, and it's this whole story about Halloween and how Christianity tried to conform uh, pagans into Christianity, and it's really interesting. But this is more of a Celtic thing, and they basically try to prevent, she tries to prevent it from getting her. Like his grandmother. And this kid is like really bad actor. I mean, you can't oh, expect yeah. like kids to be good, but he was no Brad Dorf. Yeah. Like from like the gate or anything. Like he yeah. just, he was well, just staring. They were like, just stare at her and say this, God damn it. Say it! No, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Murray, Murray was so fucking scared. <laughs> well, I mean, the poor kid's name is also Huckleberry, like his actual name. So. <laughs> it's okay. He was kind well, I of scared set. the shit out of my yeah, dog. He He's really mad. He's gonna it's poop okay, his pants. Baby. It's okay. He's gonna poop your fur. He like flipped in the air. Oh, <laughs> baby. He's like my back hurts. Oh. Um. He is. Oh, some of the stars that are in this, the kid I believe is called Huckleberry Fox. Is called yes, that's his name, that's Huckleberry so Fox. Weird. That's what I was saying. He was set up for failure, so obviously he amounted to nothing because his name is stupid. They're like, what should we name him? Let's call him Huckleberry. You know, I love the book of Huckleberry Finn. Maybe we should call him Huckleberry. But I like foxes. Well, let's call him Fuck Fuck Huckleberry Fox. <laughs> I'm gonna name 
and my firstborn fuckleberry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. I'm not sorry at all. I don't know who this kid is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to piss my pants. Okay, so. To g- <laughs> Woo! Woo! Okay, he, he's actually gotten three nominations. So. Oh, shit. We, yeah, he, he, he's he amounted actually, to something. Well, he did thirteen different roles. Um, he did terms of endearment. Mm. Uh, Wait, but he nominations, was, he didn't actually win anything. Yeah, piece of shit. Piece no, of I'm shit. kidding. Uh, but he was also in a couple of movies. Nothing really big. Like he did that '90s movie from 1995 called Animal Room, which was not a huge movie. But it, I remember the movie a lot. And then he did some movie in 96 called No Way Home. And uh, But he's still alive, guys, so we're no, good. No, he's dead. I don't feel disrespectful. Just in the cinema world. Anyway, Huckleberry Fox, you are my hero. No, he's not. Um, don't lie to him. His name's Huckleberry. Fuckleberry. He's had enough failures. Fuckleberry. I wonder if he just goes by Huck. I would. I wouldn't be one. Oh, I, I would have changed my name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would. Yeah, he's probably called like something else. Huck now. isn't terrible. No, no, he's probably called Fuckleberry. Uh, also, this movie <laughs> stars Paula Truman. Which this was actually her last role, technically. Yeah, she was. Uh, she died in the uh, at, at age ninety six in nineteen ninety four. Uh, an old bitch. She. Wow. <laughs> God, she was actually um, in Dirty Dancing. She was in The Outlaw of Josie Wales. Uh, she was, you know, she'd been in some. She was in Moonstruck. She'd done a couple of other things, um, but she was actually pretty good. Like she was probably the best. Well, act- she was awesome. Yeah, for an old lady, like the Katisau. for an old bitch. God. <laughs> No, she was really good. But it was also directed by Richard Glass, who had done only this and uh, nothing else. Literally, there is... Yeah, this is it. Oh, shit. So, some guy was like, hey, I'll direct. <laughs> There's a one-off. <laughs> I mean, it's... I, unless it's the same makeup guy who does all the, like, cool makeup for, like, all the big movies, like this Harry is, Potter and Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't think it is. This is about, this is about what I would do. But like, yeah, I'll direct the episode. Yeah. It's so like I, when I DJed that one time. They were like, well, <laughs> we were really hungry. The hot dog guy was like, I'll hook it up if you let me direct. And they were like, okay, deal. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and so he was Straight like, dogs. I'm sorry. I'm be- we're being totally disrespectful. Uh, the teleplay was actually written by Michael McDowell, and it's based on a story by Thomas F. Monteleone. You want me to tell my thoughts on this one since you did the first time? I went time? first last time. Yeah. yeah since I, went, I did the first last time. Well... <laughs> I feel like, so I'm just probably going to just break down the synopsis. This I thought it was actually kind of genuinely good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it felt a little long-winded for a 20-minute episode, but yes. the the story was interesting and intriguing enough that it made me wait to the end, I guess. Essentially, the story is about an old woman dying, and like we said, and she utters to the boy how to fight the cutty black Sal, which this kid has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. He's literally, what, eight? Yeah. He happens to record this at the time on a tiny boombox. So cute. And after some serious, I mean, we're talking like the plot thickens, Sherlock Holmes style kid detective work. He learns how to defeat and destroy the Cuddy Black yeah, he, Sal. He goes from being completely fucking useless and terrible, just staring at his dying great grandma, to just being like this like epic hero. You know what I think is missing sort of. from this episode is the montage song. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. I'm working in my house, gonna work in my room. Grandma died today, kill the cutting black, black sow. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Like, I feel like it really needed that. <laughs> it definitely does now. I mean, this motherfucker's really determined for a kid. Fuck like, yeah, he is. Like, he just, I mean, like, switched. I know he was written this way, but I'm just saying, gotta give props where it's deserved. And this kid deserves some mad props for his detective skills. Yeah. But uh, he bossing like a motherfucker. He Sherlock you know? homed the fuck out. <laughs> he gets he gets some rocks and shit, and then he puts Mom, them in the fire. His sister got the rocks. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he tells her to get the rocks. <laughs> he made her get them. <laughs> because it's the weird thing is, is while his grandma is dying, she tells him the recipe to kill the bl- cutty black sow, and then so he researches the tape. And then finds books somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where is he finding I this shit? I don't know. No, it was in her stuff. Anyway, I didn't ask stuff. you what your thoughts were. I don't mean to cut into that. It was um cool idea, interesting story, and I also felt that it was very long-winded with very minimal payoff at the end. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. But the creature like, was freaky. I stuck in there because I was waiting for this like epic like gross pig thing right because it's a sow come up and i was like yes i love creepy pig things like i'm so into it right and it just wasn't it was just a black figure with glowing eyes pretty much right essentially all it was which eats him doesn't it it, that's what it alludes to at the end well because his stone was the one that was cast out of the fire right because in the story they tell his grandmother tells him to cast a like pick a stone and write the name of each member of the family in the house on a stone and then put them in the fire and whoever's name is etched into the stone will be the person who dies right and so it ends up being him and this kid ain't scared at all they're he's like just like a sacrificial lamb essentially he's just so inquisitive yeah, he's, he's just super like, cute. And he just goes to bed. He's like, whatever, I guess I'm dying. Yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. I mean, not that eight-year-olds know the complexity of death and life at that point in time. Which I did kind of like that because I felt like it was genuine. Right. As to the fact that he wouldn't necessarily understand exactly what was going on. And he would right. probably think still a little bit that his great-grandma was batshit crazy. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So, I mean, it's everything she's kind of said has come true a little bit to a point. But still... Yeah. He's just like, man, grandma's fucking nuts. You know, and his she's little dead, sister so kind of like goes along with it. And she's older than him, I think. Or is she younger? I think she's younger. Wow. They look about they the, look same the same age. They look the same age. Yeah. yeah they, that was a bad but, casting part. I mean, but. as far as he's concerned, he may as well, he may as well be a fucking 22 or 27 year old yeah, he's like with the amount adult. of detective work that he did. Yeah. He and he's great. like, fuck off, mom. I'm fucking detecting. He's so cute. <laughs> Put his big boy pants on and Sherlock Holmes the fuck out and was ready to go. Did you have? I know it's hard to pick scenes here, but did you kind of have a, any favorite scenes? And we'll talk about the <laughs> ending. It is really hard to. I don't. The whole thing, like, there's so many little things that just bothered me about it. I would say more than I enjoyed, but I will tell you a scene that I laughed at a lot was when they get back from trick or treating and they empty out their bags. And it's like the saddest display of candy I've ever right, seen in yeah, my life. Like, and I'm like, where'd you go next door? Well, 88. I mean, like you went to your house. Well, next door. No, like they should have had more than that. Because back in the day, people actually participated in this shit. Right. Now they don't. Well, they were ugly kids. They were adorable I'm kids. Kidding. You horrible person. <laughs> Jesus. 
No, they're so cute. But they, what were their costumes? Well, the one should have been punched. Like, what was his costume? Like, I don't even remember what his costume was. Oh, no, he was the werewolf. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he I scared did, his sister. I did really like that. That was super cute. Where he scared her? Yes. Okay. It was adorable. So that, no, you little so that wasn't like a favorite scene, but it was just like a gripe. Pretty much. No, well, I like. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's the saddest display of candy I've ever seen." And you see like six apples, oh, like yeah. roll out, and I'm just like, "There was six assholes that gave them those fucking apples." What you sons of bitches! It's like people who give raisins to kids on Halloween. Fuck you! You're a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. give them fucking candy. I ain't handing out sugar. This I'm is this, nature's sweet. Diabetes land and blah blah blah. <laughs> blah, blah this is nature's sugar and I'm, fuck you. You know what? You piece of shit. It's fucking free. You greedy whore. It's like I'm just kidding. <laughs> go, you go. Oh, I hate that shit. I don't know. I was spoiled as At fuck. At least it's when not prunes. Here's some almonds. Grow your own candy, you little bitch. <laughs> the fuck um one of my favorite scenes was when they put all the coal or all the stones I, in the in the fireplace and then he picks it up or does she pick it up she oh does. she picks it up and burns her fucking hand so stupid she's like why is it glowing i'm like duh bitch it was in the fire what the fuck <laughs> you really that stupid <laughs> so do we i don't even remember if we actually get to see his parent their parents a little bit, yeah. We see yeah. his dad. No, we see them both. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, he consoles him after the mom, grandmother dies. But then, like, it's come, it becomes apparent that he's going to be a dead kid soon. Uh, <laughs> and his dad comes in, and he's all scared because the door is, like, creaking open. It's all this, like, crazy fucking weird oh, shit. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. And then the dad comes in, and he's like, oh, it's just me, Michael, or whatever the fuck the kid's name is. And then the Jamie. kids, the kids screams Jamie. at the top of his lungs. And then he, and then he, and his dad's like, "It's just me," you know. And he, and he hugs his dad, and that's when he turns into the, the Cocky Black Sow. Oh boy, it was fucking awesome. Glorious. By the way. Like, that was cool. With yellow eyes. That little bit, that little bit of transition was really cool. And then it just, he didn't like, even did blacked it, out, but it, it didn't make stupid. any pig noises, right? No, that's what I'm saying. It's a big disconnect. It's supposed to be this giant stupid black pig thing, and it's not making any pig noises. That's going to suck mad. on the kid's head and suck his soul it's out. Like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, that's what I wanted to hear. I wish Mouse was here because he can do that so good. It turns into deliverance with his dad. Like the... pig boy! <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's just say uh, compared to the two, I don't, I don't want to give these scores on this one, really. Which one would you prefer over the other? Would it be Inside the Closet, Season 1, Episode 7, or The Cutty Black Sow, Season 4, Episode 14? My pick for the two is going to be The Cutty Black Sow. Okay. And I'll tell you why, just because the story is like 8 million times more original. And by the way, I got a little confused, guys. This was from 86 to like 88. 88. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This one to me, I, I don't know. This the story's. You like the Cuddyback style more? You're saying I do personally. Okay. If I had to choose between the two, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. It was a cooler story, and it was more of an original concept. I like the idea of this whole like Celtic like fairy tale, and, and, and I think it's based folklore. off real shit. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's probably like an actual Celtic folklore story. Well, and just for the sake that they say Cutty Black Sal. It's fucking cool. <laughs> it's fucking cool. Like, I, I, know, I cannot though, doubt that. It could have been done a million times better and a lot differently than it was. The delivery was off. And they're it was so just different, meh. though, but I like the creature in the, it's in hard the inside to com- the closet. Yeah, and it's hard to compare the two because when you yeah. lo- 
look at a creature standpoint, the creature from inside the closet is so far superior in comparison to Cuddy Black Sow. Right. However, when you look at originality and just basic pure concept and storyline, Cuddy Black Sow is a million times better. Well, I'm going to say. It's not something that's been done and rehashed a million times. I'm going to say Cuddy Black Sow wins the story. And inside the closet, wins effects. Wins the special or effects, creature. the creature yeah. effects. Yeah. Agreed. So I can agree, even though the creature does look real stupid a little bit later on. But I'm going to go cool. with the creature. So inside the closet for me, and your Cuddy Black Sow. Huh? Yes. So it's like a it's a draw. It's a draw, son. Well, I guess this you guys are the tiebreaker. Yeah. So if you have Shutter and you want to watch these, or you have some access to it, maybe you have the DVDs even. Yeah, because the inside the closet isn't on Shutter. It's one of the. Yeah, you episodes. actually have to buy the whole series in order because they like it's omitted prob- like two or three episodes from all the seasons. It's probably on YouTube, guys, and I'm. It's on Cody. I'm you might sure. even. You might be right. I think it's on both, to be honest. But well, guys, if you get a chance, go check those out and let us know what you think. If you actually know what we're talking about, sound off in the comments. As always, anybody, please sound off. See what you think. Anybody. Which of these two stories sounds better to you? Even if you haven't seen it, which one do you think wins? And we'll uh, we'll, uh, call a winner at the end after that. (laughs) After that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Like six months. But guys, what did you think of this particular segment? I thought it was fun. It's a little different. You know, maybe it's not as like classic or known uh, stuff, but I feel like we don't do enough TV we don't. And we really should. And so I figured I'd pick some of the classic ones with the Tales from the Dark Side series that I grew up with. And I thought maybe you guys could watch along with us um, or at least watch after it and see what you think. You know, or if you're really, really into this and you really know these, then suggest, suggest our next two episodes that we should talk about. For the next Tales from the Dark Side volume two. Volume dos. Dos. Volume dos. Let's do it. If you're really <laughs> into this, suggest our next two episodes and we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm down. But uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by. If you haven't already, please go to longlivethevoid.com and check out any of our sections. Keep an eye out for our new writers, Kyle and Mark Doubt, if you haven't already. And make sure you check out any of the stuff we talked about earlier if you want. But uh, we, as always, you know, thank you guys so much for stopping by this week. Uh, we will be back on Thursday to review our Flesh and Potatoes segment of... Cemetery Man and Zombie. So be sure if you want to check those out before we do the uh, episode on Thursday so you can follow along. You've got warning now. If not, no worries. We'll see you then anyways. Stay weird, monsters.